Sure, Andy, I'll be happy to. Well, let's see. We've got a dozen eggs, a quart of milk, a loaf of bread, a can of frozen orange juice, six small white onions, a green pepper, garlic powder, a package of American cheese, pickles, kosher, that is, bananas, cornflakes, maple syrup, toothpaste, paper towels, toilet paper, six bars of soap, hot dogs, quarter pound of chopped meat, steak, lamb chops, package of spaghetti, three apples, bologna, cottage cheese, a pound of butter, two ears of corn, beer, ketchup, peanut butter, soy sauce, and a half a pound of coffee. Wow. <laughs> Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Not going to do a deeper dive as we did yesterday, but, you know, time to time we'll just throw a little of these Ben Scully nuggets to you throughout the show, a little tributes as we continue this weekend with the man we lost, one of the voices, the giant. I mean, he's the gold standard for what we do in this business as broadcasters. Sam and Greg, again, on the seventh day of August, we say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And morning to you folks in Noonan. Noonan? Noonan. Home of the, uh, the Cougars. Nothing wrong oh, yeah. with that. Yeah, the Cougars. Oh, the team you're talking about. It's the, the, okay. That and that, uh, I, I want to get down there and see what they're doing to restore. Where they're gonna I was have just going to re- ask rebuild. you about they that. Rebuild a part of the building that they weren't able to salvage from the from the uh, tornado. tornado that came through. Yeah, and it's just really impressive uh, part of the old school building there. They're going to build something back that looks like it, you know, from the outside. But it's nothing like walking into that area of that building and said, wow, this is pretty impressive. They were able to preserve it all these years. But the storm came through and they, it rendered it to the place where they had to like to take it down and they're going to have to rebuild something new. So I can't wait to get down there and get a look at it and uh, and see. Right. Well, yeah. Morning to you folks in Noonan. Yeah, absolutely. Play, played that little Vince Scully. The dude could just read a grocery list. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, make I, it I, I, I've told you about my encounter with him down at, you know, he was reading the opening boards for a, a, a spring training game. You know, I was down at Dodger Town, you know, years ago. That's my one. And, and, well, second encounter was a few years back when the Dodgers came in for a playoff game. And he wasn't making trips, but he made a special trip that time. And, oh, my goodness, he was like the bell of the ball in the, in the press box because everybody wanted to go over and see him and shake his hand and take a picture mm-hmm. with him or something. Um, but, but but then we're talking, we're talking mid-'80s, um, mid to late-'80s, and I'm, I'm down at, um, at, at Bureau Beach. And they're getting set to do a, a preseason game with the Braves. And, um, you know, uh, he's down the third baseline as you can walk. And the way the place was set up there at Dodger Town, you could almost reach out and touch the players. Mm-hmm. It was designed to be that way. It, it, it was what other spring training facilities were patterned after that one once they built it and established right. it. Um, but it was, it was this cozy ballpark, and um, I'm standing there behind the backstop at home plate, and – He's down the third baseline and he's reading the opening voice, rehearsing, reading the opening lines. And today's game is brought to you by whatever. And he sounds like he's standing right next to you. I'm like, how does he do that? I'm supposed to be a, prof- a broadcast professional. Right, yeah. I ain't nothing. There's, there's people. Yeah. I ain't nothing. <laughs> I am absolutely nothing listening to this man. You know, I'm serious. You had that moment when you say, okay, I do this, but no, I don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's different. Right? It's, it's, that's different. Whole different ball game. So that's my Vince Scully and, and That's and funny. that you, and, and we I, I don't have a story firsthand like that, but it's funny. You hear people who are established when they talk about certain folks who just do it differently than them. Uh, Michael Keaton when when Letterman was going off the air, talked about because those guys came up together and did stand up comedy a little bit. Yeah. And Michael Keaton talked about how the comedians 
would stand in the back of the room when the new guy showed up. Right? Oh, let's check this dude out, right? And see what he's yeah, like. And right, he talked right. about when Letterman showed up and brought that Midwestern Bob and Ray feel to his comedy. And we thought, this guy is going to be something special. Conversely, Letterman went on and on when we lost Robin Williams, talking about how people like him and those comedians that were coming up were doing the same thing. Okay, we got our little eight minutes here, and then this guy Robin Williams shows up on stage, and we're all like, okay, well, they're going to shut down show business now because there's nobody who can do it like him. But listen, there's not going to be another Vince Scully. But we sit here in the town with a guy who nobody thought was ever going to surpass Babe Ruth, and Babe Ruth was that guy. He was that Vince Scully in baseball you know, 100 years ago, whatever. But Hank came around. Now say what you will about Barry Bonds. There's eventually there will be somebody who does it differently. We went from Dr. J, never thought we'd see anybody fly in the air like that, and then Michael shows up. We never thought we'd see anybody like Michael again, and there's young folks who tell you, well, LeBron's doing what he's doing. So it's it's a matter of perspective too, and it's it's everything gets better. Everything gets hyped up. Oh yeah. And so yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to the next. And by the way, as all these accolades go thro- go flying at Vin Scully. You know, unfortunately, we may be doing this not too long down the road when we talk about Al Michaels, who's another one of those guys. I'm not talking about the the regional guys and and that special voice that you heard growing up with your particular team here with Skip and 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 Joe and 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 Don and those guys. But you know, it's all relative, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Time for me to shut up. You had to take it. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, you got me spurred with that. Wait, wait, wait. But I played that a little bit. You know, grocery list thing. We had to hear that. That was impressive because yeah. you you always some people say someone can sing. They can sing the they can sing the phone book. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and you'd listen to it because that's good. And that's just what we heard from Ben Scully. Got a few things to pass along to you in this segment. We always do uh, before we get to the high school stuff. Remind you about the Atlanta Dream. They are right now in playoff position. They're in the seventh spot right now. WNBA, the top eight, make the playoffs. Uh, they are playing tonight up in Minnesota. And see if they can get a win there. Seven, only four games remaining in the regular season for WNBA. A seven o'clock start tonight. Four games left. Tuesday they are in Vegas. Uh, next Friday they're home for the final home game, and and the crowds have been great for their games at home. They're playing New York next Friday night, and then they uh, finish up at New York a week from today. And like I said, they're currently seven in the top eight teams will make it to the playoffs. All right, um, coming up, we're less than two weeks away from, as Greg would say. Uh, the, the year two of the high school scoreboard show. And um, we're going to get things started. H triple S. H triple S. There you go. Uh, the, the high school scoreboard Thanks. show for seven to midnight. And uh, my goodness, we're going to have like our, 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 merry, our merry band. You want to we'll call around. them that? You no, sure they're comfortable with that? They want them sitting behind the window there. Yeah, you you want to ask them what kind of. Is, is Sam and the Jordan and, and the Sam? No, the no, Jordan that don't work no, 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 man, no. It's, it's not. We, we got a we, Chris we, is there we got, too. We got a crew. We got a crew that is great, and we're looking forward to making it even bigger and better um, this season. Hope people are going to join us um, at the games. If you, when you're coming from the games, hope you will tune in and be a part of it. Eric, you ready to get going? Y'all need a name. Not only am I ready to get going, so I just you know he just sent out the first assignments. 
and I'm going down there to see Westlake. I'm going to get there early see if I can get me one of those fish sandwiches. You got the fish sandwich going, you know, man. I would bring you one, but you just call us the band, the bastard bands. What'd you yeah. call it? You made you sound like the, the, the Robin Hood boys. What are the, the, the merry men. Oh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm getting me a fish sandwich well, they do on have Friday them. night. They do have them down there. You I heard know. you got to get there early because the line be long. I'm going I'm to I'm say everything. I, I, I know Sam Crenshaw right to the front of the line, sir, right to the front of the line. I don't know, I don't know they help you if down you there. Sam Crenshaw, they, they Deliver it. You know what I'm saying? No. Like I said, I'm going to say I know Sam. They're going to say, okay, right to the front, right to the front. Speaking of fish sandwiches, man, when I busted through traffic this morning getting off I-20 and I came through West End, I I, I came down Holly Street and I jumped on down on Holly. That's where I used to go on Bankhead. Oh, um, Bankhead Bankhead Fish House. Okay, okay, okay. (sighs) That's closed, but I don't know if it's reopened. It's supposed to be coming back now. Oh, it is? It's making a comeback. And they got a food truck. There is a food truck. Where is it at? Please I don't know where tell it is. Me. I got to find out. But I have seen the food truck going on 85. So, yeah. It, I it mean, you right. couldn't close that that, that yeah. <laughs> thing they put the fish in. Man, that was just piling over. I know. Oh, $4, too. <laughs> $4 for all that fish. Uh, I don't know. I never made it home. Barely know. made it home. Yep. Oh. Put it in the cars. Oh, yep. Yeah, got to get started. Got to get started for you. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but that's coming up uh, starting on, on the 19th. And look forward to people being with us. Of course, the Corky Kell Classic uh, gets started. Yesterday we had a chance to spend some time with Coach Franklin Stevens from McEachin. Uh, they're playing in the 10 o'clock game. And we're running down all the games for you. It's uh, four days now. What started as two days, uh, what started as two games is now four days of high school football. Starting on Wednesday, Wednesday night, uh, August the 17th, they have a 5.30 contest. They're playing at Johns Creek uh, the first day. Kell versus a Cherokee Bluff at 5.30. 8.30 game will be Johns Creek against Parkview. The next night they'll be playing at West Forsyth. That is August uh, the 18th. It will be North Atlanta against North Forsyth at 5.30. A West Forsyth and Archer at 8.30. Friday, August 19th, they play up at Rome, and there will be three games starting at 2.30, Mount Pisgah and uh, Fellowship Christian. 5.30, Cass and Kennesaw Mountain. And the 8.30 game, probably one of the best games of the whole week, will be Rome versus Creekside. That's at 8.30 on Friday. Then Saturday, the four games at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And these games you'll all be able to hear here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, starting at 10 a.m. Uh, McEachern in North Gwinnett. The 1 o'clock game has Brookwood against Norcross. Uh, the 4 o'clock contest, Walton versus Mill Creek. And finishing up with a 7 o'clock starter, Marietta versus Grayson. The start of the football season, the Corky Kell Kickoff Classic here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game uh, on Saturday, August 20th. Um, got an HBCU note. Um, you talk about people moving around and striking deals, and once again, and Eric, I'm going to bring you in on this one uh, because you do keep up with things HBCU. Talk about this deal that Jackson State has now with American Airlines. Um, it just, it just, the rich it, get richer. It just keeps going, doesn't it? Yeah, rich get richer. You know, I mean, it's great. I mean, now they – they got you know you got all your games on TV, so you got to arrive in style, you know, because <laughs> to have an HBCU say every one of our games will be nationally broadcasted. Yep, that means we got to get there early because yep. they're gonna have to do, you know, he's probably Coach Prime's probably gonna have to do a press conference. Every time he arrives in a town, you think I don't think he's gonna do absolutely. That. Well, they'll try to get him. That doesn't mean he'll do. I it. I don't think he'll do that. I, I, I really don't. Does, does Kirby not do a press conference no. every time he arrives in town? No. 
Press they, conference or speaking to the media, two different things. Speak Press to, co- yeah, so I mean, speak to the media. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. if, the, if the team's doing a walkthrough in the media's day, it may yeah, say something. But saying. no, no press conference. No, well, speak to the media, yes. So, you know. same difference. So, yeah, so they, they're going to be they're going to be a an, an attraction whenever they arrive in town. Jackson State's in town. It's an event, especially because they're coming to towns to play HBCUs except for the one game that they played that's not an HBCU game. So, that's an event when they come to town. Now they have, you know, First-class travel accommodations. Yeah, yep. That's uh, that's a big deal to happen. Obviously, you know you're going to see some signage at the games. American Airlines, obviously, yeah. on their on their show. Mm-hmm. You know that. You know what? They they probably got probably got a pregame show, radio show. It's probably about a couple of hours now, with the sponsors and whatnot. They could potentially have. I'm I'm just saying. You know, you're probably could, correct. So, yeah. uh, the president of Jackson State is President Thomas Hudson. Excellent gentleman. I know him. I've had him. And had that privilege of interviewing him. You know, he 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 is very happy for what everything that's going on at Jackson State, but he keeps it very, very, you know, humble, saying, like, look, we're still a, you know, a small school that wants to take care of our students. We appreciate everything that we're given and everything that's shining a light on us. But um you just can't can't say how much it's doing for HBCUs around the board. Yeah. That it's I tell you a thing, you know, it's beautiful. Very so. much, very much. We'll watch to see what happens with that. We look forward to getting Tyler Carter to jump in with us too here before the season starts to get the thoughts on some things as we get set to head into the season. But one thing that has happened, uh, Greg, yesterday we mentioned that the uh, National Association of Black Journalists are having their meeting out in Las Vegas uh, right now. And an announcement was made that I think will uh will bring some smiles to the faces of a lot of people. Here in Atlanta, it's announced that Cox yeah. Media Group will launch the Jovita Moore Scholarship Fund, a uh, $25,000 annual uh, investment to students studying broadcast journalism in remembrance and honor of the legacy and the life of Atlanta news anchor Jovita Moore. And those of us who get to who knew her um, think this is a very, very fitting way to honor her mm-hmm. um, and something to motivate and inspire the next, the coming generations of journalists. So that is something that was announced at the National Association of uh, Black Journalists uh, meeting this year that is going on out in Las Vegas, Nevada. Great, great, uh, great gesture by the Cox Media Group. Does she get a, I won't say statue, but a bust put someplace visible in this city? Or uh, even if, if nothing else, on the grounds, and if they move from present location to another location? Meaning, if they put it within, you know, WSB and in, in their building, there, there may be something in the, or there may be something in the building. I, I'm, I would I'm imagine not, I'm there's a sure. picture, a very prominent oh, yeah. picture, oh, a picture, picture. But, but I, I'm wondering because of this, yeah, you know, does she deserve something else? Because I'm just, I'm just asking you. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah, there's people yeah. out there that would think she deserves it, especially on top of this award. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's something that their organization thought enough to do it, either at there or at their other headquarters, which I think is up. Up near perimeter, I think mm-hmm. the overall media group headquarters. So, but it, but an excellent gesture still, and quite deserved. Yeah, they're right there with the King and Queen building. Right, that's mm-hmm. where they are. So it, it it could be over there. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, I just I didn't know about it, but I think that um, there'll be enough voices to where she should get one. Mm-hmm. So, is that it? You putting a wrap on it. That's it. You do. You're putting a wrap on it on this August seventh. It's a wrap for things local on a day where Ichiro got his three thousandth hit. Yes, he did. Did he? 2016. In you the know? MLB. Pardon? In MLB. Because you add up all his hits from his two professional Well, leagues. no, on his day, he got his 3,000. He's got it, it, total 4,000. There you go. Okay, but on this day, he got his 3,000. Um, as much as I hate to say it, because we were talking about Hank Aaron earlier, this is also the day that Bonds got 756. 
you know. Yeah. It's kind of like getting a. He, he's made. He's he's gotten a lot of endorsement money like, off that. Yeah, I know. It's like passing with a C, a class. <laughs> you know, you curl up the corner of your mouth. Uh, we're gonna talk to Dustin Long next. NBC covering NASCAR. They're up in Michigan. Gonna talk about that next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. It's Sam and Greg. How you guys doing? All right. Pretty good. I'm just, uh, you know, just uh, got a hack dog down on the corner of the street. How you guys doing? Like I'm in Manhattan someplace there. Uh, on this uh, seventh day of August, Sunday morning, thank you for making us a part of your weekend. We, uh, listen, we haven't had a chance to talk any basketball at all since the season ended. We got a little bit today we can talk about. Get your mind on what's going on with LeBron James because one of his many investment properties are visible this week. And this one comes through the Boston Red Sox and that connection. But this, I'm looking at this car scheme right now for the LeBron James Family Foundation, and it will have a presence up there in Michigan today. We're going to talk to our, uh, our guest about that. I haven't talked to Dustin in a minute. Dustin Long from NBC. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey guys, how's it going? Doing great, doing great. Great to catch up with you this morning. Glad you're able to join us. How are things up there in Michigan? Uh, beautiful weather, and uh, you know, quite an exciting day yesterday with uh, Bubba Wallace winning his first career cup pole, and uh, we'll be leading the field to the green flag uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern today on USA Network. And uh, you know, Bubba needs to win a race to make the playoffs, and there are only four races left in the playoffs left in the regular season. So a uh, great opportunity for Bubba to get his second career win and to earn a playoff spot uh, this afternoon uh, here at Michigan International Speedway. You, you should tell him your you thoughts know, behind no, that. No, Go no, ahead, okay, Sam. Okay. <laughs> so tell me something, Dustin. What is everyone saying there as far as what's gotten him turned around? Is it that they made some adjustments to his crew or is it the fact that Michael Jordan has hired a new driver? <laughs> <laughs> Which one has this guy driving better? Well, I'll tell you what. I said earlier this week on a, on another program that I wouldn't have been surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Bubba Wallace won this week. So for him to win the poll is not surprising. The Toyotas uh, that he's with with, Toyota, with 2311 Racing, Joe Gibbs Racing, the, that group, they're fast. The, the Toyotas took six of the top 11 spots in qualifying uh, for yesterday at Michigan. And, you know, what I think back to, while it's not exactly the same track, you know, Michigan's a two-mile track, Kansas is a mile-and-a-half track. And at Kansas in May, Bubba Wallace really had the best car out there, but two pit road penalties kept him from a better finish than 10th. Had he not had those pit road penalties, I think there's a good chance he could have won at Kansas. And so uh, he was also really fast at Nashville, which was uh, a mile-and-a-third track. And so it's not surprising that he's fast, that the Toyotas are fast. One of the things I think is key with Bubba is, you know, as I mentioned, in, you know, in, at Kansas, they had the pit road penalties. There, were, there was a period where they were having pit road penalties, pit road mistakes, uh, strategy mistakes, Bubba would be involved in accidents, uh, a lot of things going against them. But, you know, he has three straight top tens going into this race, and it's his best streak. And also, 
it's the longest top 10 streak in the series right now. You know, Chase Elliott had had six straight top 10s until he failed to get a top 10 last weekend on the road course at Indianapolis. So, you know, in one sense, Bubba Wallace is one of the hottest drivers on the, on the circuit with three straight top 10s, starts on the pole, uh, fast car. Uh, everything is set up for him to have a great day today. Now it's just a matter of him and his team executing. Dustin Long joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Sam and I were talking earlier in the show, and he was uh, telling me about gas mileage at this particular track and why it's an issue here as opposed to some other places. Is that the case, and, and why so? Well, this is a, a wide track, so typically you don't see as many cautions. And so when you don't have as many cautions, uh, you know, guys, teams are trying to get that last pit stop in right at the window, which is about 45, 50 laps to go. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things this year is that with this new car, uh, drivers are still kind of struggling on how to, you know, it drives differently, it handles differently, and we've seen a lot more accidents. So it's created more caution flags. One of the things that's been interesting is that it's created more scenarios at the end of the race where there's cautions at the end, and now do you come in and pit do you, for tires? Do you stay out? And now you have a restart, and you know the saying, cautions breed caution. So now they've got the field bunched up. Do they wreck each other again? You have another restart. So, uh, you know, it could be a fuel mileage race. Um, we've seen that happen a lot here in, in years past. But certainly with the way this year has been, uh, it also wouldn't be surprising that there's a caution in the last 10 laps and, and you re-rack them and who knows what's going to happen at that point. Spending time on the waitforit.com outline this Sunday morning with Dustin Long. Uh, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Dustin Long, at Dustin Long, all lowercase, keeping out all things NASCAR for NBC Sports. Uh, back to the Back to the Toyotas again, because one of the big things about this race and having it there in Michigan is that it's under the watchful eye of the Detroit automakers. How are the Detroit automakers yep. feeling having Toyota come up there and, like, you know, <laughs> put, put on this show so far at this place? Well, you know, one thing is it's, it, this has been a, a track that Ford's dominated. I want to say they won, like, the last seven races. Uh, Toyota hasn't won at Michigan in the last 19 races at, at this track, at this two-mile track. So it's been a while, and it's something that certainly Toyota wants to, to try to get a, another victory in the backyard of the Detroit automakers. And obviously, Ford and Chevrolet want to keep them from doing it. Ford's had a lot of success. Kevin Harvick has won three of the last four in a Ford. There's another driver who is outside a playoff position uh, that is you know, hoping for big things today. So um, they're, they're, this is going to be a fascinating race to watch and a lot of different elements to it, for sure. This, this Dustin, may say, seem like an incredibly naive question, but I was thinking about this, and Sam brought up talking about Toyotas, and it got me thinking about cars, and then you and I and everybody else who, as we sit here in August of 2020, know that if we go out to get ourselves, that we're going to get a new automobile, that we're going to have some problems getting certain cars or colors, or everything is backed up because of the chip shortage and what we're dealing with. Has that had any effect on NASCAR and the things that they need that uh, we all are experiencing as far as shortage from, from China and other places where we get these electronics? Yeah, there have been supply uh, supply shortages for sure in, in NASCAR. Uh, it's it's not kept any team from racing. Um, you know, it's I think was at the start. Basically, with the the next gen uh, with the next gen car, this new car this year, 
the idea was for to reduce how many cars each team had. So you'd only need about seven cars, you know. So Chase Elliott's team would only need seven cars. Kyle Larson's team would only need seven cars. Uh, Bubba Wallace's team would only need seven cars. And, and at the beginning of the season, I'm talking back in February, teams were saying they had about, you know, four to five cars per, per, for each team that they had. And because of, of the, the shortage of supplies, and that has gotten better um, to where they're closer uh, to, you know, the, the seven cars that they're at and, and more parts have come in and things like that. So uh, it, it's something that was a, a factor earlier in the season. It's, it's, and the teams have learned how to work around it, and, and the teams are in a lot better shape at this point, um, this po- at this part of the season. We got Kyle Bush starting third today. Thoughts about his situation what have you heard, uh, you know, the, what's the word up there in Michigan so far as him landing a, a, a new deal? Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is close to getting that way, a guy who's accomplished all he's accomplished. And why is this, why is this uh, taking, taking so long, you think? Yeah, nothing new to report there on, on Kyle Bush beyond last week where he talked about that, you know, he'd be willing to pay to, to stay at Joe Gibbs Racing for less money for under market value. Um, the, the challenge is, you know, it, they they just haven't been able to find a sponsor. And again, it the one thing that's different from NASCAR than from like the Atlanta Falcons uh, or the Hawks or something like that is, um, you know, the Falcons if, if if they you know they've got different sponsors, but they're not so reliant on their sponsorship for the stadium or for team sponsorship because of all the NFL media rights deal and and all the money that comes in through that. So uh, if they if they lose, if they lost a sponsor, it's not like okay, now we can't sign our starting quarterback, we can't sign our starting receiver or our star defensive player because you've got all that uh, TV money from the NFL that comes into each of the teams. Uh, the, the setup is different in NASCAR, where the the sponsorship is the key thing for teams. They get so much more of their money from sponsorship uh, from from the TV deal. The way the TV money is is split up is. 65% of the, of the money goes to racetracks, 25% of the TV money goes to teams, and 10% goes to NASCAR. And so if a team doesn't have a sponsor, and you know Kyle Busch, uh, sponsored by Mars Incorporated M&Ms and its kind of subsidiaries, uh, you know, they announced last year they weren't coming back. Joe Gibbs Racing thought they had a sponsor earlier this year, and it was a tech company. And with the tech, the tech, the tech world kind of went upside down, and that caused some issues. And that that company had to back out. And so you're looking, trying to find a sponsor willing to pay probably twenty twenty five million dollars to be on the car for most, or if not all, of the next season. And you know that's not; those aren't easy deals to put together. And so if you don't have those deals, it's hard to you know pay the driver because a lot of the driver's salary comes from the sponsorship package. So, uh, like I said, unlike the Falcons, if the Falcons lose a sponsor, it's not a big deal because of all that NFL TV money rolling into into the team that, that they can just keep signing players. If Joe Gibbs Racing, you know, doesn't have a sponsor, it makes it more challenging because they don't get the large percentage of TV money like NFL teams get. Now, there you go. You got your answer? A little got bit. My answer. As always, some knowledge comes, coming from Dustin, man. Enjoy your time up in Michigan, Dustin. Thank you for getting up and being a part of the show and uh, your contribution. Pretty much every week when you come and join us. We, we love having you on, and thank you, sir. Enjoy your time.
Hey, sounds good. I appreciate it. Again, just remember race three o'clock on, on USA Network. Free race starts at 2.30. You guys mentioned LeBron James Family Foundation car. That's Chris Busher. Keep an eye on him. It has been a wild six to eight weeks for him. Uh, he rolled that car over four and a half times at the Coca-Cola 600 in May. And last week, his car was on fire in Indianapolis inside the car he stayed in the car they put out the fire and he kept going and finished 10th so he he's truly kind wow. of like you know these these nascar drivers are crazy he's kind of the, <laughs> the stunt man of nascar and he was telling me that after last week's race he said his parents texted him said hey after everything you've gone through this year they go i think you need hazard pay <laughs> wow wow my question is what tested they administer yeah, they, they really. tested them there so <laughs> hey but no i appreciate it. we weren't gonna let you go without having one more time to let us know where we can see the race but the story that was extra gravy we appreciate that one <laughs> um, again enjoy the call today man thanks, have fun dustin. thanks a lot thanks a lot guys have a good one all right again dustin long uh from nbc sports up in michigan today didn't ask him how far north of detroit they are yeah. where this place is everything north of detroit they all just say you're up north 60 miles, sir. 60, 60 miles? miles? I don't know if that uh, that fits. But. The pumpkin conversation? Dang, I nothing to do with pumpkin. Don't get <laughs> see, him started, that, man. Don't see, get him see started. See, bringing the pumpkin pie. Yeah, don't get him started, please. Uh, well, he, he, he just kind of tweaked the bear a little bit there. That is Eric, and we're going to get into his world up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. <laughs> When Bill Russell was in junior high, he was cut from his basketball team. He got better after that. (laughs) He led the University of San Francisco to two championships. In 13 seasons with the Boston Celtics, he won 11 championships, a record unmatched in any sport. Won two while also serving as the team's coach. And so happens he also was the first African-American ever to hold such a position as a coach in a major league sports team of any sort. More than any athlete of his era, Bill Russell came to define the word winner. And yet, whenever someone looks up at all 6'9 of Bill Russell, I just did, I always feel small next to him and asks, are you a basketball player? Surprisingly, he gets this more than you think, this question. He says, no. He says, that's what I do, that's not what I am. I'm not a basketball player, I am a man who plays basketball. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg. We have spent this, uh, this weekend Paying tribute to the two icons we lost this uh, this past week, Bill Russell. We lost him right after, shortly after we got off the air last Sunday. Yep. And the tributes, of course, him and Vince Scully have been going on throughout the course of the week. But we're only here, you know, every six days, so we had a chance to give our two cents in there and pay a little tributes to him. So, uh, got one special we played yesterday. Some of the stuff we played yesterday, some of it we didn't, and um, one that we're going to play again at some point during the show is a conversation that Chip Carey had with Vince Scully mm-hmm. talking about the famous call of Hank Aaron's 715th home run beating uh, passing Babe Ruth. 
Anyway, uh, I want to remind you about, before we turn things over to Eric's world, that Kenny Maine is now part of the Odyssey family. His new podcast, Hey Maine, is available. You can download Hey Maine on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Mr. Eric Slaughter, that is our producer. We turn things over to him at 740 on our Saturday and Sunday mornings because we sort of venture in to Eric's world. Listening to President Obama do his introduction to that speech, I remember watching that that night, you know, because that's a, that's a televised event. The, the Delay freedom. televised, but yeah, right. Presidential Medal of Freedom. But I, I didn't remember him talking about how Bill Russell was cut in uh, junior high school because you know when you hear about the so-called uh, player that was always cut they always usually talk about Mr. Michael Jeffrey Jordan right because mm-hmm. I think every basketball kid probably not now but when I was going off basketball probably when you guys were going to basketball any kid that came home and said oh I got cut from the team they always say well Michael Jordan got cut too you know right. so yeah. I guess yeah. you know uh, he might can't claim to that all by himself anymore so I think that's pretty cool that they they talk about that. Yeah. I'm going to miss watching Bill Russell give that MVP award at the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one of the, you know, I think iconic scenes every year that he will come out and because it's named after him, the Bill Absolutely. Russell MVP Finals. So I wonder who they'll give that honor to or will they just let the host of the finals Well, it, his name's on it, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It, but it still, will continue. I, I guarantee you, if you went back and talked to the Kevin Garden, no, no, Kevin, Paul Pierce, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Actually, receiving it from him. Well, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. very so, much, very so, much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. I wish I would have seen more of Bill Russell play. I mean, has the University of San Francisco done anything? Since they, the they, 60s they, 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 uh, they had a group of players that came through there in the eighties, but it got them in a lot of trouble with the NCAA. Really? Yeah, they, uh, Quentin Daly. Oh man, I remember that. They, 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 they had, they had a yeah. group of guys that they, they tried to bring it back. They said, let's get these guys in. And I, I think there was some stuff being, you know, some NIL. Before NIL, oh, what was yeah. happening? And, and, and <laughs> you mean so, during the days of the bag man? You, you know what I mean? And, and so there was always some, some problems. But they tried to, to, to bring it back to that level with a group of really elite recruits. What? Recruits. I mean, the universe, I've never – I've heard of them. But yeah, I'm, San Francisco, the Dons. The, yeah. the, the Dons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Dons. What are they playing the, the – the, the California Penal League. <laughs> no, man. Oh, no, dude, no. See? They probably, you know what, San Francisco, they probably played in a place called the Cow Palace. You know what? You're absolutely right. That's the That's arena? Where, yes, yeah, it, it is. A, that was the yes, arena. Yes, it is. A famous that was arena. A, that was the arena before the one that Golden State Go, just yep. left. The Chase, the Chase the, the, Arena. Not the new one now. The no. one the one that they left that was in that was in Oakland. The one that was. Where Rick Berry played. Where Rick Berry played. They had the concrete walls or whatever they, yeah. they talk about. Why it sounds so loud in that place. Really? The one that was. Yeah, the one they just. They just left that a couple of years ago. Well, it was called Oracle. Oracle. Oracle right, 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 yeah, right. You know, right. Before that one, they played in a place called the Cow Palace. So University of San Francisco played in Oakland. Over the bridge. No, but I mean, I no. think, I think, I think. The, the, so that was pre, before Golden State played. Yeah, before. Okay, all right. I think, I think the Warriors played in San Francisco at the time. Got you. They yeah, they did play the bridge. when they right. first moved from right. Philadelphia. That's where, right, that's where the Cal- to California. Why? Why did all the teams move from the East Coast to California? All of them didn't. Not all of them, but Quite there was a few the, though. This country didn't go west of the Mississippi. For, Sports for, wise, for remember, yeah, yeah. for yeah. number yeah. years, and of course. You know, airplanes had a lot to do with that. Commercial air flight didn't really take off, no pun intended, until <laughs> where people could afford it right. regularly yeah, yeah. until the 60s. Can't afford it now either. I don't know if you guys looked at cost of plane but tickets the, lately. You, to answer your question, that's why. Yeah. And, and by the way, 
municipalities out there made yeah. very attractive offers. Yeah. The, 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 look at the story that Brooklyn went through trying to keep the Dodgers there and the offers they made to the O'Malley family to try to keep them there. Really? And then what Los Angeles did and, and, and the displaced people where Chavez Ravine is. That, yeah. Now, that's a whole episode of Oprah and the you fact get they, into. And the fact they played their first season in, in the L.A. Coliseum, yeah. which is an egg shape, not a shape for bait for baseball. Not at all. Right, no. but that's where they played because really? the Dodger Stadium wasn't ready yet. Yeah, man. Hey, oh, listen, yeah. the, and it's like the Bears used to play Wrigley Field. Right, right. and the Pacers, while there. Pacers and, play and, at Fenway. So, yeah, yeah. There's, there was a reason why, and the, 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 from a business standpoint, that city – the second biggest city in this country was wide open yep. to sports. That's that's why. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, would you wonder well, how that conversation between Minnesota, the Minneapolis Lakers, and Los Angeles sounded when they said, "Yeah, why don't you bring your team out here? We ain't got a lake nowhere near us, and we're going well, to put the name. We got the whole ocean. But, yeah, well, they didn't change it to the Los Angeles Oceaners. No, well, they didn't change Utah Jazz after they left New Orleans. You right? Yeah. <laughs> we could we could go on with this educating, but the the, the thing about it is that move. Bringing them out there, it wasn't. It was a two pronged attack. It took a minute because you would send which one, one team which out one are you there. Talking about now, I mean, going back to the Dodgers one. Dodgers, okay. okay, now you're yanking that state. The state is yanking two teams out of New York, right. out of one city, because baseball giants, giants left. That you know, yeah. they left. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was the Yankees town forever. Mets didn't get there till what 60, 61, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, they sixty two. Somewhere, so it was. It was the Yankees' town, and it will always be the Yankees' town, regardless of how they're playing for the longest time. But I want to get back to something. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety two nine The Game, ninety two nine The Game dot com, um, and I want to just tag this the Bill Russell stuff. While you wish you could have seen him play, you know, I don't know if to watch that, or you're going to miss him during these ceremonies. You know what I will miss about that dude? Because again, I didn't see him play, but he got introduced to this country. During those AT and T commercials he did back in the eighties, and that's where you heard that laugh. Yeah, that was the first time I see. So you know, you did. Well, I heard his laugh before then because oh, he used to be. You too. Okay, let me go look well, at that. Go well, ahead. that well, well, also he he did some commentating. On, he on did do that. that part, yeah. but the, yeah. the personality yeah. though, and mm-hmm. that's the crazy part about Bill Russell. We heard Kareem Abdul Jabbar talking about this. This was a very measured man about what he let you see of yeah. him. Oh, absolutely. An intellect and 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 very a scholar and very focused. About didn't sign autographs. He said, "If you wanted to meet me, well, let's shake my hand and talk to me." Blah, blah blah. You know all that. But he had a laugh that just sort of brought sunshine on you, and he allowed the country through these commercials to hear that laugh. That's where a lot of people got to introduce. And I remember him from that hearing that laugh because to me as a kid, that sounded like a dude who I was with in fourth grade. <laughs> laugh like that. He had just an incredible laugh. So I just want to tell you that those commercials no. he did because there weren't many. Another thing, there weren't many black athletes doing commercials. Right. This is you know. Well, this is the mid eighties. This is you know early eighties. Okay. Okay. Early eighties. Uh, you know yeah. you had OJ. Yep. And you had Bill Russell. Okay. And and you know a smattering of others. But would, would Hank have had some commercials? Not, Hank didn't do many. Had a commercial. He got a deal. Was his deal was Magnavox. Magnavox, and I got to see him Magnavox because I played on Magnavox. Yeah, my Bronco League team was sponsored by them. Really? So they wrestled when we won the little Oak Park uh, League championship. You familiar with Magnavox? Absolutely. They okay. cassette tapes. Magnavox. No, dude. <laughs> Sam, no? Sam, no. Sam, he, he ain't going to know what you're talking about. TV? He ain't going to know what you're talking about. TV, yeah. Not just any tele- no. television. Now, 
No, but the TV that got the turntable on the one side and piece of furniture, man. That's what he's talking about. That's magnificent. The old floor. This is the barbecue where the uncle's sitting down and saying, "You young folks don't know nothing." The high five. No, the high five. That's that's what Hank was. with. yeah, he got the endorsement for those, man. Yeah, and had a little cabinet on one side where your parents kept the records. Yeah, big records. I've seen that at grandma's house. You kept the records. You needed three of your cousins to lift that and move that. When you was moving furniture, when you redecorating the living room, you put you put you put the records in one side, or you put your crown royal. Oh yeah, that's right. On the other side, yes. Man, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. Gregory, come over here and help me move this. I got a vacuum behind this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, that's, wow. It's true. It's true. Put a, t- put a tag on your real Sorry about that. You brought yeah, us right. down this rabbit hole, oh, man. Oh, hey, man. I like that kind of stuff, man. So. <laughs> Go ahead. But that's all. I mean, uh, real quick, I'll give a congratulations to the Sprayberry Yellow Jackets for winning the softball kickoff tournament yesterday. Where was that hell? Uh, Campbell High School. Okay. A uh, very close finish, three to two in the final, and uh, uh, just great softball. And looking forward to week two as we get started, and other high school sports to get started this week as we, uh, you know, get ready for football. In two how, how many how many teams did they have over there? Uh, all win, all Twelve total. They played it at Campbell Park and Cobb Park, the two parks that are right there. Okay. And championship games at four o'clock at Campbell. It was, it was a great tournament. It was nice and warm, but we had a good little crowd and. And I think there's at least one more coming up this weekend. Kennesaw Mountain High School always hosts one, and then there's usually one up in Cherokee County as well. Okay. So. All right. This man's going to be busy, folks. Y'all watch out. Yeah, he is. <laughs> coming, coming soon to, uh, to a high school softball game near you. Yeah. Mentioned earlier that uh, on this date, Ichiro got his 3,000th hit. Mm-hmm. Mentioned that Barry Bonds hit 756 on this day. Greg Maddox got his 300th win on this day. Full circle, man. 2004, got up uh, – Back on the Cubs. If I had you two to guess, on this date, 99, 1999, a player got his 3,000th hit. So, obviously, it's a name player. Could you guess who it is? 1999, an all-time great, got his 3,000th hit. And it was the first player to get a home run for his 3,000th hit. Well, I got it now. Mr. Wade Boggs. Okay. Okay. Did you know that? Wow. Yeah. How did okay. you know that one? Because uh, you, when you said it was the home run. Okay. He who was the second? Uh, well, I just said that. I want. You know what? I don't know who the second one is, but didn't Jeter get one on his El, home? El Capitone. Yeah. El Capitone was the second. Yeah. Yeah. Jeter got yeah. one. I sure think he did. got a sure home did. run on his. Yep. So anyway, and China banned Winnie the Pooh on this day. What? In 2018. <laughs> yeah, China, as a country, banned Winnie the Pooh. Because Christopher Robbins, I think he said something about the president. Really? But see, this can't be the original Winnie the Pooh, because that was done in the 60s. Yeah. And this president was Xi or whatever. His name. He he wasn't in office. So this must have been some kind of updated Winnie the Pooh. Oh, well, how don't like, How are you going to keep Winnie the Pooh out? I don't know how you do that, man. Please, come yeah. on. Sam and Greg, it's uh, heading wow. into the 8 o'clock hour. We're going to have, for the first time, Miles Garrett is going to join us from Fox 5, talking Falcons camp and whatever else is on the mind. Got a casting call, a fresh casting call for you and up next gonna talk well big win yesterday we had we had joe patrick on talking about the importance of atlanta united getting this win these guys are kind of teetering on playoffs yeah more importantly they've had some problems getting that chip at home well he took care of that yesterday we're going to talk atlanta united next sam and greg sports radio 929 the game 929thegame.com take us with you on the odyssey app